Coming up, we're going to talk about the differences between Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando Resort on this week's episode of the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. I'm your host, Craig Williams, and today I'm joined alongside by my co-host, Rhino. Hello. Hello. How are you doing this week, Rhino? Oh, I'm all right. It's it's uh, the end of the week, so even better than I was at the beginning. <laughs> Absolutely, because we're going to spend the end of our week talking about Universal, and specifically in this episode, we're going to be talking about the differences between Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando Resort. I know there's a lot of people who are trying to get to Universal Studios Hollywood because of Super Nintendo World this summer, so we're going to kind of talk about what to expect as you're going there in comparison to what you might already know from Universal Orlando here in beautiful Orlando, Florida. Uh, So we're going to get to that in a second. But before we do, I want to remind you, this is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel. If you like our content and you want to support us, book a vacation through Dreams Unlimited Travel. It costs you no extra money and you get the support of a Dreams Unlimited Travel agent. So head over to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com today for a free, no obligation quote. Now, I know everyone is excited to hear about Super Nintendo World in this episode, but what I have to say is uh, shame on you for not listening to last week's episode, which was a news recap for April, but then ended up being more about Super Nintendo World and Rhino talking about his time that he spent there uh, on a previous trip to California just a little bit ago. So this episode isn't really going to focus on that in particular. It's more about uh, if you have been to Universal Orlando, what should you expect when you go to Hollywood? Because they are two very different places. While they share many things in common, Uh, They also don't share a lot in common. And so I just want to make sure that everyone is prepared to not, you know, get to Hollywood and be like, yes, I where are my seven hotels and two theme parks and, you know, this resort destination? Uh, This is very much a theme park on the side of a hill inside a working studio. So your expectations should definitely be set for that. And so I'm going to try to break it down uh, categorically into uh, the easiest way to to really digest all of this content here. But Rhino, do you have anything to say right at the top before we get started? About Universal Hollywood? Yeah. I like it. Okay, good. (laughs) Hey, I'm happy it was about that. The last time I asked someone if they had anything to say at the start of a show, they said they were quitting. So, I mean, (laughs) we're we're on. All right, you've twisted my eye. You pushed me into it. Here's my two weeks. Oh, fantastic. No, he's he's not (laughs) doing that. Uh, If if that was happening. I'm scared the comments are actually going to be like, finally, wow. (laughs) No, not for this show. For this show, they love you. It's when you talk about Disney, they they hate us. I did read one comment earlier this week that said, like, Craig is clearly so anti-Disney and so pro-universal. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I love both, but I will always be Disney. I did not start coming to Universal until 
2011. And while I worked there and it has a very fond place in my heart, uh, as I look around in front of me, it is 99% Disney and just slightly universal. But I, I love both. I love both. Yeah. You're too. a different mix. I, so. I, I, oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually, you said that, and now I'm looking around me and I'm like, I feel like I have more universal. I mean, I'm wearing a universal technically shirt. I mean, it's not really universal, but it's a Roosevelt's Harry Potter shirt. All right. I feel bad about it, but I'm wearing it. But like you can see my Halloween Horror Nights poster back here. My like one right here. Someday you'll be able to see it for real. Like upstairs. I don't really have any. I have a lot of Marvel stuff up here. And technically that's represented at Universal Studios more than more than Walt Disney World. So, yeah. Well, you're mixed. That is for sure. Yeah, but let's go ahead and get started on this and uh, kind of go over what to expect if you're going to Universal Studios versus Universal Orlando. So the first thing I want to mention is just kind of how the park itself is set up, not in terms of layout. We'll get to that. But just in terms of what to expect when you show up with Universal Orlando. If you're staying at one of the hotels uh, that's not Endless Summer, so Dockside and Surfside are off the main campus. Uh, they're a little bit different, but if you're staying at Portofino, Hard Rock, Royal Pacific, Cabana Bay, Aventura, Sapphire Falls, you know, you're right on that main campus of Universal. You you don't enter Universal property the same way that you enter Walt Disney World property, where you truly feel like you're entering a bubble. Here, you're coming off I-4 or a different road system, and you are, you know, you're driving onto Universal property, and all of a sudden, it does start looking a lot better in terms of the landscaping. Everything looks more in line, and you are in a a little bit of a bubble of a sense, but uh, you're still in kind of a, a major a major neighborhood, really. Uh, you're plopped down in. It's it's not like a major city like Universal Studios Hollywood, but you're you're definitely not in like a completely uh, completely out of the out of the normal path type place with universal uh very limited with land and you should all know that uh from your vacations to universal or if you haven't been before that's a surprise for you but uh definitely you know it's not it's not like disney in that way and uh but hollywood is far worse because hollywood is literally sitting on the other side of the hollywood hills in terms of if you've seen the photos of the hollywood sign you know we all have at this point and if you haven't i don't know what you're doing with your life and i'm not trying <laughs> to judge you but how have you never seen the hollywood sign before but just on the opposite side of the Hollywood sign uh, basically is where you're going to find Burbank, Studio City, and Northern Hollywood. And that is where Universal Studios Hollywood is sitting, specifically in Studio City. And, you know, Universal was a real working movie studio before it became a theme park. It just kind of naturally grew into a theme park element. And with the studio tour and then obviously adding attractions later on. And it is very much landlocked in terms of what they can actually offer in terms of a theme park. They they do have a city walk. And they have Universal Studios Hollywood. They don't have a second theme park, so they don't have like an Islands of Adventure, Volcano Bay, anything like that. It is just Universal Studios Hollywood. But at the same time, they still have working movie sets that are all throughout that 
entire Studio City uh, Studio City area. So uh, if you're doing the studio tour, you know, they always tell you, keep an eye out. You might see someone famous. Uh, most likely you never will, but uh, they are definitely 100% landlocked in that way because they can start ripping down sound stages, but that's about all they can do. Um, unless they have a lot of money and they can start, you know, buying up other areas right around the theme park. And that seems completely impractical, but uh, just a wildly different theme park than any other that you've probably seen before. I know I know there's some that are, you know, plopped down in the middle of major cities, so it's not necessarily like completely unique, but it's different when you're used to coming to Florida and you're used to kind of like a little getaway, a little a little bubble of sorts. Uh and I think that's the best way to describe it, Rhino. I know I spoke way too long and said way too many <laughs> words, but I feel like that's that's close to right. It's it's they're both different. I feel like in terms of if you're trying to think about it, maybe you're from the West Coast. I think about it about how Disneyland is like plopped down and there's stuff like right outside of it. That's that's how I would kind of think about it, I guess. Yeah, that's I that is also a very good way to uh, keep it in comparison. But with the fact that it's not necessarily a resort area and it's just a theme park dropped into a movie movie studio on the side of a hill. Uh, with that, also, you lose on, on really a lot of the resort aspects of it, and that's having, having like, hotels that are genuinely connected to it. Uh, Universal Studios Hollywood does not have that. The closest they have are hotels that are, like, right outside of the theme park but not their hotels like this is they don't have a portofino bay or a hard rock that's managed by lowe's and that's right there for it uh they have the hilton <laughs> right across the street they have the sheraton and then the next uh hotel that they have that's just right down the road and uh and just a little bit away uh com- to be completely honest with it they say it's 1.8 miles from universal studios hollywood that is the garland and uh, those are like the three hotels that are considered the closest hotels that you should stay at if you're booking a universal studios hollywood vacation especially if you're booking it as a vacation package uh, it does go beyond it they will offer uh, hotels in burbank that you can book as a vacation package they offer some in hollywood including the lowe's hollywood hotel that i know rhino and i have stayed at uh he stayed mm-hmm. at it once i've stayed at it multiple times there's a couple other hotels in hollywood that I prefer a little bit more um, because the is that is obviously very, very expensive. Yeah. Is the one that you're talking about that's like right next to the Dolby Theater? Is that one? Is that one? How far away is Universal from that? So with that one, that is the hotel I'm talking about. Uh, the Lowe's is like connected to the Dolby Theater where they have the Oscars. And if you ever do an Adventures by Disney vacation, that's the hotel you'll stay at when you are uh, starting your adventure in the Hollywood portion. And that hotel is basically just on the other side of the hills. So in terms of mileage, I'm going to say maybe like three miles um i i'm not sure if that's the exact one but basically for the uh the the lows or anything in hollywood you can either drive like back roads to get 
on the other side of the hills, or you can jump on the 101, and that will take you up and over the hills and then to Universal Studios Hollywood. Uh, it's, you know, it's all... It all comes down to what you prefer, but uh, for me, it's not that bad. I do know there's like a, a a train station that is also right in that area that you can take through there. I have never done that, so I can't speak to the experience of it. Anytime I have ever gone to Universal Studios Hollywood, I have driven there and then parked or I've taken a ride share, but uh, I, I'm sure it's easy and accessible. But the hotels I usually stay at when I'm in that area and I'm trying to go to Universal or just be in that Hollywood area, just like right down below from the Hollywood Bowl, there's a Holiday Inn Express, there's a Hilton Garden Inn, there's a Best Western. None of those hotels are that bad. I mean, they're, you know, your classic two or three star hotels that aren't great, but at a much better price point than like the Lowe's hotels or even the, the Sheraton or the Hilton that are across on the other side of the hill. So. It's all going to even out, you know. You're going to pay a little bit more money for a hotel if you stay in an awkward place, but then you're going to have to get a rental car. You're going to have to drive. You're going to have to do a ride share and deal with the costs that come along with that. So uh, really just it, kind of price it out. If you want to stay at the hotels that are right by Universal Studios Hollywood, I would – I think I still would go with the Sheraton. It's been years since I've been inside there. I've seen updated photos from the rooms. They still look really nice. The Hilton to me looks like a Hilton that you would find in any other city. It always looks a little run down. Looks like there's too many people that are going through it. It's not my favorite hotel at all. I've never stayed at the Garland, so I can't really talk about that. But I've seen the photos of the rooms that they've put out and then others that I've like searched on Google. It, it doesn't look that bad, but for me, there's, you know, it is literally on a hill. So if you stay at the bottom of the hill, you have to walk up that hill or you have to find a way to get up that hill. And whereas the Sheraton and the Hilton are a much shorter distance. So those are definitely the preferred ones that you could uh, stay at in that case. But you could also, you know, you could just drive in for the day from Anaheim, Pasadena. I would definitely recommend that. It's not very far from Pasadena, and that is a beautiful city. It has a lot of really, really good uh, dining options, and it's just like – it's a place that if you go around there, you're like, I could live here. It doesn't feel like necessarily what you expect from a lot of California vibes to be. But uh, you, you can always drive in from some of those closer areas. You know, Anaheim will take you anywhere from 45 minutes to 90 minutes, depending on traffic, I would say. Yeah. Now, 45 minutes is shy. Like, I have done that before at, like, 3 in the morning. But uh, it, it's usually a lot busier. But I, I would try to stay as close as possible. But, there again, there is no bubble with that. So I know you have a lot less experience on this front, Rhino. Anytime we've ever gone in, at least you and I together, we've always driven in by ourselves. I don't I don't think you've ever stayed in that area around there. No, just that one time for an ABD when I wasn't going to the park. So okay. it was um, it was just uh, yeah, I, I've never actually stayed. I'm just trying to think in my head. No, no, I've always been staying in like Anaheim when I've done it. And it's just, you know, when if you leave it like. You know, six thirty in the morning, the drive was fine. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's early though, and I mean that's what you have to do to get in there early and get started. Park opens at eight. It opens at when? It, the park opened at eight when I went. 
so it was about trying to get there early for Super Nintendo World. So I think I gotcha. think ultimately I actually left at like six or like six, sometimes between six to six thirty. And I know it was super early, but honestly, I'm glad that's how we did it because we not as many people are there super early and it's not as crazy. Surprisingly, shockingly. Well, with that, we will move away from those details and talk about ticketing because that's important, too. And uh, in terms of tickets, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood is very different in terms of the fact that, like, in terms of their regular offerings, they offer one or two day tickets or annual seasonal passes, uh, you know. You're not talking about a vacation package here because it really is a one-day park, if not a two-day park now with the inclusion of Super Nintendo World, which we talked about last week. But you're not spending a, a super ton of time there, so you you need to look at it as more of a a day stop to add on to all the different things that you're doing in and around California versus making it a destination. Uh, a one-day ticket does start from $109, so not that different from what you would experience at Universal Orlando Resort for the one theme park. It's cheaper if you buy it online ahead of time versus if you buy at the gate. That's always going to cost a little bit more money. Uh, just like at Universal Orlando Resort, you have the option to buy Express. And this starts from $199.99 and excludes Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. So if you're buying it for that, you are out of luck. You're not getting it anyways. You will get it for all the other rides that offer Express, which is everything, just not with Mario Kart. And that's something that you wish you would have. But that's a whole different subject. Uh, mm -hmm. They do offer a VIP experience that starts from $369. That's at your lowest price option. Uh, it just goes up from there because, Rhino, didn't you say like a VIP tour while you were there was somewhere close to $500? I, if I remember correctly, maybe in the yeah. 400 range? No, I think it was, I think it was actually just like right over 500 yeah. or it was like right around there because it was definitely, you know, it was a, it was a um, it was a Saturday and I feel like it was like the tail end of a busy, busy time. Yeah. Which I mean, that's that's good, though, as a benchmark to know that if you're at the end of like a spring break type area and on a weekend that you're looking at hundred at least a hundred dollars more than what the base pricing says uh, a two-day general admission ticket starts at 149 dollars just to throw that out there they do right now have the super nintendo world early access ticket that starts at 20 dollars i think it only maxes out at like 30 dollars with it if i remember and that helps you uh, get an extra hour into super nintendo world but who knows how long that ticket will actually be a thing maybe it'll be a super long time maybe it won't be that long since I haven't seen Super Nintendo World, if I'm going to Universal Studios Hollywood tomorrow, I'm buying a one day ticket. That's that's where I'm maxing out. I don't I don't need any more time than the one day. There's a lot that I still haven't seen in that park since the last time I've been, but it's it's a one day park. It's it's an add on to the other things that you're doing. It's not something you want to dominate your entire time in California there. No, I mean, I, I definitely agree with you, especially being in that area of California specifically. Um, it, the only thing was, is like I went and I did have Express and I was not able to do everything that 
I wanted to do um, necessarily. So like I could have probably used a little bit more. Like I didn't get to ride Jurassic World. I But I literally said to myself in the morning, it was um, Super Nintendo World was my priority and I wanted to have the full experience of it there. And the rest was just, you know, like icing on the cake, really. Um, see, so I'd got to do like Secret Life of Pets. Um, but so I didn't, I, I, I didn't get to like do the entire park. I did, a, yeah. I did a bunch of stuff. Like there's stuff too, because also I realized as being somebody who goes to Universal Studios Orlando a lot is that, uh, or Universal Orlando Resort is that like, I don't need to do the cloned attractions, you know? Yeah. And I mean, that comes down a lot into the ride and the layout of the, the park, but, um, in terms of what you did when you went, you did focus very heavily on Super Nintendo World, where I know there's a lot of people out there who would also do the same. But at the same time, too, uh, not everyone as is as into Super Nintendo and Nintendo World as you are. So I feel well, those are called like- trash people. Well, they might be trash people, but I'm just kidding. You know, I'm, just kidding. It, I'm just kidding. I I try to look at it from that uh, that side because. I know with me, with Wizarding World of Harry Potter, for years and years and years, I'd tell people, like, oh, you need at least a minimum half a day to really, like, explore everything, do everything, feel like you're into it. And then I would talk to people, and they'd be like, yep, got it all done in an hour. You know, didn't have a long wait for uh, – got lucky, didn't have a long wait for Forbidden Journey and Road Flight of the Hippogriff with no wait. And we ate at three broomsticks, walked through the shops, we're done. And it's like, well, that doesn't – you didn't really experience it or same thing with Diagon Alley. Like, Oh no, we rode the train and you know, we rode Gringotts and we got ice cream and ate at the restaurant and we're done in like two hours. Like, yeah, but did you do every wand spell? No, didn't. Yeah. We didn't need to. And right. Yeah. Every, it all like, I could literally just sit inside like something like Nocturne Alley for hours and just absorb it all in. And for other people, it's like, you need one quick walkthrough for 30 seconds and you can say that you've had the exact same experience that I have when I'm in there. So everyone is, is very, very different from it. But, uh, in general, I feel like most people would still be able to complete Universal Studios Hollywood in one day with with a normal type of ticket because you're just going to do the normal uh, the normal tram tour that takes you around the the back lot and through stuff like Fast and Furious Supercharged Kong 360, and then you have your time for the other rides. If you add on Express, you I, I think most normal people would be able to get everything done and have a little slice of Super Nintendo World. But that all changes then. Like If you go with a VIP tour, uh, you get the extra extended backlot tour that you know that's that's different from universal orlando resort where you do a vip tour it's more like a standard theme park vip tour where you're going to have a lot more immediate access and then hear the stories and behind the scenes with universal studios hollywood you're getting a far more in-depth tram tour that is really taking you around to special areas of the studio side that most people don't get to go into unless they're doing that that special tour there so it's that would definitely add a little bit of extra time onto the overall journey at universal studios hollywood and i would say definitely do the universal studios vip tour once 
if you're really into movie making and you want to see more behind the scenes stuff. But uh, if you just want a theme park experience, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. I don't know what you would think about that, Rhino. Um, no, I the tour. You the tour. Yeah, you got to do the tour. Well, no, I mean you have because to do it here's... in general. It's if you're not a movies fan and you just want a theme park experience, you don't no, need to spend the extra money uh, no. to do the VIP version. Oh yes, I'm sorry. I thought you meant I thought you meant the actual tour. That's why I was like the VIP version. Yes, I think if you are, I agree with you. Yeah, that it's like if you are somebody who's like movies are your thing. It's a hundred percent like, cause you get to do the stuff like Craig already said a moment ago is like, you get to walk around and do stuff that you'd never be able to do on the tram. And you still get to experience the stuff that you do on the tram tour as well. So I, I think that that's what gives that VIP tour the extra weight. Also um, important to note um, is that um, when I just said the thing about how much time I spent in super Nintendo world um, is that um, express as of the recording of this doesn't work there, but a VIP tour does. Mm. so that's your kind of workaround i think in terms of that if that you know what i know you 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 said it depends like the type of person you are whether you're just taking the slice of it or you're going in and like really experiencing it um that's just something to consider in as part of that too but you are you are beholden to the other um members of your tour as well which i feel like if you get in a group who it movies aren't their thing and they they only want to be in this, you know, they only want to be in the wizarding world, but you want to go to super Nintendo world. Like the tour guide's going to have to, you know, try to divvy up the time accordingly, unless it's a private tour. So that's also another factor to consider with that too. Yeah. Moving on to the rides. I know you said like, Oh, don't waste time on the replica rides that I feel like is a lot of, uh, I mean, I'm going well, to say like I'm, pre 2017 thinking pre wizarding world of Harry Potter. Yeah, okay. I want to say specifically Transformers is exactly the same. Yeah. And um but I still think really and the Simpsons is the Simpsons ride is exactly the same. And, um but the Springfield setup is different. And then yeah. um and the, it was their, of Harry Potter is the exact same. They and they don't have Hagrid's. They have they have Flight of the Hippogriff and they have Forbidden yeah. Journey and they have the dining, but they don't have our Hagrids and before that Dragon Challenge. So for the most part, that's the same as well as um, uh, Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Not sil- super uh, silly Funland, but the actual yeah. ride Despicable Me Minion Mayhem. Yes. Yeah. But again, like Craig just said about super silly Funland and Hogwarts, I still think they're or at least specifically Hogwarts. I still think it's worth if you've been to the Universal one. Maybe you don't want to spend the time on waiting in line for the ride or something like that. I still think it's worth going over to like look at the land because I I think it's really fascinating how they're set up very identically, but also how unique the one there kind of looks with the view because of where that land is placed in that park is literally on the edge of that hill. So it's just like yeah. a gorgeous view of like the California the state of California, essentially. In terms of the actual amount of rides, I'm going to just break it down at its bare bone minimums right now. I'm going to say 13 rides and shows total. So right there, you you can tell there's not as much to do at Universal Studios Hollywood as there is at Universal Orlando. Uh, the ride breakdown, uh, just I'll, I'll stay like in the uh, the the 
most bare bones sense of it because like they if you're looking at their website they're going to try to sell you on a lot more they're going to try to sell you on 20 but they have like fast and furious supercharged and then you see like ride it on the studio tour so it's yeah yeah (laughs) in that way so they have despicable me minion mayhem dreamworks theater featuring kung fu panda flight of the hippogriff harry potter and the forbidden journey jurassic world the ride uh, Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge, Revenge of the Mummy the Ride, Silly Swirly, Secret Life of Pets Off the Leash, Simpsons Ride, the world-famous Studio Tour, Transformers the Ride 3D, and Waterworld. And the only one of those being a show is Mariner. Waterworld. And uh, Mariner! <laughs> uh, of all of those, honestly, the only replicas that you have in mm. this entire park are Transformers the Ride 3D, you have the Simpsons Ride, you, I can. We can make an argument for Flight of the Hippogriff, definitely Harry Potter in the Forbidden Journey, and yeah. then Despicable Me. So, in terms of the unique attractions, you have the DreamWorks Theater featuring Kung Fu Panda. You have mm-hmm. Jurassic World: The Ride. You have Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge. I'm not counting Japan, and obviously, it's not hope, open here yet. Uh, you have Revenge of the Mummy: The Ride, Revenge of the Mummy: The Ride, and the reason why it's not a replica from here is because it's a completely different ride track, a completely different, yeah, unique experience. The story's different so, too, yeah. Yeah, you you can't do it here and say you've also done it there. It is different, so it has to fall on that level. The Silly Swirly is just a hub-and-spoke ride. It's just a, uh, you know, a Dumbo-style ride, so it's not the most exciting, but it is unique. We don't have it here. Secret Life of pets off the leash obviously unique the world famous studio tour unique in itself but then they have kong in there and fast and furious supercharged and the disaster section so it's like you know it is it is definitely unique but it has homages to what we have here in orlando and then Waterworld is completely unique so the park has kind of shifted from being feeling more like just a complete replica of Orlando to now, I think it actually feels very different, but I'm sorry. I interrupted you there, Rhino. Oh no, 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 no. I I was, I was about to misspeak about something on the tram tour. Cause when you said disaster, I, in my head was thinking about the airplane area and I was like, Oh Oh, no, that's right. There Um, is still the disaster earthquake. Cause in my brain, it's still called earthquake. Yeah. And they kind of, I feel like they marketed it as like, I don't know. They did change the tram, the the video on the tram tour. There's been like adjustments and changes to it. So it's interesting. Yeah, I haven't done it since it was in the height of wanting to focus on Fast and Furious Supercharged. So at that point, it was still like the interruptions uh, every couple minutes about everything that was happening with Fast and Furious. And that was that was obnoxious. (laughs) The Rock would come on every now and then and say something like really ridiculous. But uh, yeah. The the point of all this was Universal Studios Hollywood doesn't have a lot of attractions, but I feel like now it has gotten to the point where they have enough unique attractions mm-hmm. that it is now even more worth going to. But, uh, it, you know, if you do come to Universal Orlando, you are going to feel some similarities in terms of the attractions, but there's still so much unique. And then beyond yeah. that, too, the fact that you have the lower lot, which is all the way down like a one mile escalator, uh, and then you have the upper lot. It's just it's so, so cool in terms of the layout. We've talked about this so many times on this show. Uh, I, you know, it freaks me out going that far down because I think what happens if I fall to my death? And then start uh, <laughs> being concerned, but it's just it's so, so weird to see a theme park that's so completely split. I mean, God forbid they ever have the day where they're like, you know what? 
we can make the upper lot a theme park and the lower lot a theme park and charge two different tickets for it. Uh, I, I hope it never comes to that, but that's how that's how different the entire place feels. That it feels so cut off from one another, and it's almost cool just to see it for that. Like you get you get a really good taste of what's happening on the studio side of of you know Hollywood and and Burbank area in that way. But uh, anything else to say about attractions? No, I mean um, it's cool because they're you know speaking of like the you've said it a couple times the sound stages and the um, the tram tour and stuff like that is that like they tell you what shows are filming there that day so there's like a little you know when I was there they were filming like American Auto or whatever you know and like so um, oh, I'm jealous it, yeah I you know we didn't get to see anybody or anything like that but there was video on the tram tour that like since we've last been or you've been more recently than I had been since last time I had been but um they had a video of I remember when they did it um because I read about it but the when Superstore the crew came out to the tram and they let they let everyone come on the set I thought it was just they came out to the tram and gave them like copies of the show and stuff but they let them like come in and like take pictures in the set and things like that when that, that show had started. And then was um, something else. There was another show, but it was just like, it was cool to see those videos now and be like, Oh, that's cool. Like, I, you know, like you never know something could like, you could legitimately like see somebody or something, you know, you could, but the odds are very slim with that. So don't, mm. don't like go in. Well, remember, that. You probably know ahead of time because the deal is you probably have to sign a release because they have to know ahead of time whether you could be in a video and like, what are you wearing? Like, you know, that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it's you got to remember that stuff. I If you're going to California to see celebrities, you probably have a better chance at seeing them at Disneyland with a VIP <laughs> tour guide. Like that's just randomly walking by than going to Universal and seeing something actually happening at that working studio. So the last thing I want to focus on was dining. And that is basically to say that uh, much like our Universal Orlando Resort, uh, Universal Studios Hollywood dining is very much focused on their city walk, which feels even more gaudy neon centric than ours does but uh it's a product of its time the you know late 90s early 2000s and uh the good part is their city walk has changed a lot over that time and it's actually become a lot more in line with what you would expect at universal orlando resort so there was a day that city walk there looked completely different from what it looks now in terms of restaurants and now uh if you're used to going to universal orlando resort you're going to find a lot of the same favorite over there. You're going to see Antajitos. You're going to be seeing NBC Sports Grill and Brew. You're going to see Tusum Chocolate Factory in Emporium. You're going to see Vivo Italian Kitchen. They've really tried to infuse a lot of the restaurants that they've created into their city walk. And they still do have third-party restaurants. Uh, they have, you know, Margaritaville because you have to have a Margaritaville. They have the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. They do have a Buca de Beppo, where Trino and Ooh, I have eaten yeah. at Unfortunately, uh, nothing yep. against Buca de Beppo. It's just there's nothing. But more we have them here. Yeah. Yeah. It, there's nothing more disappointing than being like, hey, I came all the way to California. Let me go to a Buca de Beppo. Why not? Uh, <laughs> they, but uh, my favorite thing, I will always give it a shout out at City Walk Pink's Hot Dogs, uh, a classic Hollywood institution. Rhino and I have been at the original location and it's fantastic. Really great hot dogs. You know, they're going to kill you. But they're still worth eating. Um, but yeah, a lot go. of uh, what's that? I said, you got to go. You got to go. 
you gotta go. And we I went would, to the original. <laughs> yeah, I, I I would say if you have a car and you can go to the original, go to the original. Like it's gross and disgusting, but there's something better about having it there. But if all you can have it as at is City Walk, then just take care of it there. Uh, inside the park, you know, there's going to be a lot of crossover restaurants, especially with like the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and Springfield. So you can kind of go that direction. I know Rhino is going to say if you can get into Super Nintendo World, just eat there. Uh, I don't think that's a bad thing to necessarily say with it. I Again, it's been years since I've really had a lot of time to eat around Universal Studios Hollywood. But in general, um, I you know the food there, I would say, is at least on the same level of quality as Universal Orlando. In some places, it's better. In some places, maybe not as much. But City Walk, I don't think you can go wrong with any place there. Mm. Like, don't go to Johnny Rockets. Come on, don't go. I, we shouldn't have to say that. Don't go to Johnny Rockets. Find find hey, a you place. You shouldn't have to say that. But we ate at a Buco de Pepo. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. So, uh, go to go to Habit Burger at least. Go to go to anywhere else but Buco de Pepo like and Johnny Rockets. <laughs> But now we have Habit Burger here in Orlando too. So now it's gone. It left. Yeah, it was over I used by. To go to it. Sorry, I, I was going to say it was over by Millennia area, so cl- closer yeah. to Rhino. I didn't really get to Don't go get to me it. Started. But I think there might still be one or two more around this area, though. I feel like I saw right. one in Tampa the last time I was there. I could be wrong though. I don't know. It's a solid. If you haven't been, it's a pretty solid, quick burger. Yeah, chicken sandwich. No, I. Don't disagree with that. But yeah, in terms of dining, that's all I want to say with it. Really, you're going to find uh, familiar items, but at the same time, there's a couple of unique things. So if you're like me, you're going to want to go for the unique ones. But at the same time, you're, you're not going to make bad choices. But for me, I know if I had the option to go there tomorrow, I would be having a massive lunch inside Super Nintendo World. And then I'd be stuffing my face with hot dogs at night at Pink's. And then as soon as I left property... I'd be going and getting a burger, probably it in out or somewhere else. Maybe you mommy. I don't know. I can't I can't stop myself. I'm a little burger fiend mm. when I get in California. The healthiest <laughs> place on the earth where I eat the worst. <laughs> yeah. Steaks, burgers, any any sort of red meat you get. And, and then town. usually it ended at a brewery where I have way too much to drink as well too. Yeah. So well, that's the beauty of not driving. <laughs> yep. Not driving there. Who cares? Exactly. Just have ride chairs that I constantly see my star rating just slowly go down. <laughs> it's fine. It's like yeah. I didn't know it was possible to get under the force. I'm not. I'm like a four point six. I'm not proud of it. I wish I was a four point eight or four point nine. We don't have to talk about that. I think we should actually probably wrap up this episode in terms of saying Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando are very different. And I know we probably confused a lot of people with this, but uh the fact is you're not in a bubble. Dining will feel similar the rides will feel similar the park will not um just really you know talk to people you know that have been there before uh, use a dreams unlimited travel agent that can help you make the right choices in terms of a hotel uh it's a very easy park to do i would just still say don't make it your like don't make it the reason you're going unless you really love super nintendo that much and that's your reason then do it by all means, but add it onto a Disneyland trip, add it onto a California trip. California is so, so beautiful. It like 
from the beaches to the mountainous areas in the central part of the state, in the north to the desert. There is there are so many cool, unique things to see there. Uh, don't just settle with the theme parks. That's my the main thing I ask. Like with Florida, same thing I say too. Don't just settle with the theme parks. Uh, we're a lot more flat, but we still have a lot of really, really cool areas to visit in Orlando and Tampa on the East Coast beaches. So same thing goes for California. But watch out uh, that's for those all I rocky beaches. The rocky beaches? Yeah. Those are in Italy, well, that and also the way you said, I giggled because you said um, from the beaches, and I thought from the beaches to the walls. <laughs> yeah, to the front, to the back. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the whole, all of California. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But uh, so, Rhino, one last chance. Any final thoughts? I like Universal Studios Hollywood. You heard it there first from the man himself. <laughs> he likes it, so you should go Breaking. there. And if you want to go there, uh, you can book it on your own. You can also use the services of Dreams Unlimited Travel. So for a free no-obligation quote today, head to dreamsunlimitedtravel.com, and they will take care of you. Uh, if you enjoyed this and you want to help support us and you're watching this on YouTube, hit the thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, leave comments, questions, video suggestions. Uh, if you are listening to this, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you can leave us a rating and a review, please take the time to do so. But most of all, I want to say thank you to everyone who took the time to listen and watch this. Uh, thank you to Rhino for being here with me for this. Oh, thank you. And we will see you again real soon with another episode of the Disunplugged Universal Edition. Uh, until then, remember, we still haven't changed the name. Bye.